0: If you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us this is a place for you this is spiritual smorgasbord with cheyenne and desiree
1: episode three, we have Krista McClandon from Enlightened Butterfly Wellness. It is a local safe space in Wichita, Kansas for Reiki practitioners, healers, meditation, shamans, anyone in the metaphysical world. Yeah, anybody out there just really trying to make a good vibrational difference. Good vibes only. Good vibes. (laughs) Uh, She's going to walk us through our earlier years with um, just... I see. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) She learned at an early age that she
0: could, she was a medium. Mm -hmm. She didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, yeah, she'll tell us that story. And then she'll also talk a little bit about her sound bowls because uh, sound healing, vibration healing is something that's pretty big for her.
1: Very big passion for her. I know she really wants to get into uh, QHHT. That's a little thing that we touch on and we touch on later in the hypnotherapy episode as well.
0: Yeah. Following this episode, we're going to go into hypnosis. Mm-hmm.
1: But right now, let's get into Krista. walk us through her journey on the spiritual smorgasbord. Right. Okay, so dang it, I got ahead of myself. I was so interested in getting in the in the man in the window because I've been seeing it since you told me the story like uh-huh. seven weeks ago. Okay. But we should back up and I should ask more about this Enlightened Butterfly Wellness because I still haven't been there to see it yet, but I know a couple of my friends have. So I just kind of want you to talk about your business and what you're doing for the community.
2: Okay. Well, I, about four or five years ago, I started uh, professionally working as a psychic and then um, my gifts grew and my interests grew. And over before COVID, I had opened a, a small office and it was just like a, a bedroom size office. And then um, I did my own personal work there. And then during COVID um, There was a lot of growth for everybody, and of course, probably about five, six months ago, I started getting that very familiar push from Spirit to um, start getting going again, and and I'm going, but, 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 there's all these COVID restrictions and everything, Mm -hmm. but... You know, you don't argue. I mean, I, I've learned not to argue. And so I just started going with it, started looking for a place to open up. And then, of course, it just seemed like, okay, that's not big enough is what I was hearing in my head. That's not big enough. That's not big enough. What are you talking about? What are you doing to me? All right. <laughs> and so then I started getting these visions of um, having more office space for, like, private services, you know, like – for healers and for psychics, thus I psychics went into and psychics and healers. Facebook page, got yes. it. And so I, I started looking at these bigger and bigger places and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, there's so much involved when you're talking about doing stuff like that because you need a bigger space for more people because I soon realized they weren't just talking about me and they being spirit my guides and my angels and my people (laughs) and so I realized that they weren't just talking about me they were saying you are going to again host other people and start working with the community and so that's what I just started doing of course you know now I look back and I think wow you know it was pretty overwhelming because there's there's so much that I have to try to come up with um, and it's all on me, you know. And I'm I'm very humble. <laughs> I don't I didn't get a business loan or anything like that. So anyway, so Enlightened Butterfly Wellness is my business that where I do my services, and um, I have two spaces. One that I focus, and the intent is to use one room for healing services. And when I say healing services, that's energy work. Um, different forms of energy work and then the other room is for different forms of reading like card readings and where you sit down and intuitively
1: read Um, i love cards yeah i love them so
2: much (laughs) well i i will be the first one to admit i'm an oracle card junkie I have not had a <laughs> few. <laughs> she has
1: like a shelf that looks three like shelves. it's three shelves that look like a retail store. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It
2: looks like a library where it's just you know. Yeah. Oh yes. stacked, I have yeah. five
1: decks and I'm like so behind. Oh,
2: yeah. And they're so pretty. I mean, yeah, you just gotta have just every deck. You see, you know. well, so. you
1: see so many different things in them too. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. I've got one deck that's really cool that um, is uh, a bunch of faces. Um, they're feminine faces, mm-hmm. and I think they have got a lot of different jewels and things on them. But it's so interesting because, and it, and I stumbled across it by accident, which I won't go into that. But the deck itself, I use for um, if if there's a reason for me to uh, like, if I just meet somebody, and um, and I think, okay, you know, I kind of like to know what kind of person this is you know and so i'll pull a card uh, with the intention that you know tell me what this person's like and then it'll give me different uh, a different read on this person and give me some of the personal characteristics which is very helpful you know mm-hmm. because you're not going in blind on some something with somebody especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about you know Going and spending, you know, uh, going out to eat or something and just getting to know somebody maybe as a friendship or a business partner. You never know.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Are, are you like me where those cards really are just a tool to let your intuition show up?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they're very easy to use. Um, I always was drawn to tarot cards. but. I have not been blessed with a wonderful memory, <laughs> which I have uh, spent too much time stressing out on that. And every time I do, my guides tell me, you know, you're not meant to, so just cut it out. Yeah, you know? it's not allow, the card,
0: allow the card to be present, and then it will deliver the message right, that you need. Absolutely. Right,
2: And so um, I, have, I have bought so many decks, uh, tarot decks, and then given them away.
1: <laughs> I do that with pendulums. I oh, yeah. never know if I'm saying that word correctly, but pendulum. I guess... Pendulums. Yeah, pendulum sounds weird to me. It's it always like Pen- a pendulum, pendulum, and there's pendulum. no... Yeah, that's is how I say it. Is that right? Pendulum. I guess it's potato patata at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's tomato, plenty, tomato. Yeah, plenty of pendulum, healers pendulum. Say, say it differently. <laughs> you can hop from table to table. But I every time I gift one, I'm allowed to go get a new one. Maybe we should just start
0: calling them scrying stones. Isn't that where, you know, like... isn't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well scrying, I mean, they... You can scry with them. Is it?
1: Gosh, I yes. don't scry. I, I just want to say that I, I don't. I don't do it or scry. Yeah, I'm doing it because I I just have not been called to it. I've been yeah. called to a pendulum, or they're like build a connection. You know, check your chakras. Uh, my understanding is do of, some yes and no's. My understanding
2: of scrying is scrying? where you look into something and you visualize.
1: Oh yeah I don't know. which I well, it is. I'm not saying I'm against it I'm just saying it really hasn't come up on my journey where it's like right. hey go scry Cheyenne <laughs> or pronounce the word correctly it or it won't that. work for you yeah well <laughs> in the
2: most uh, what is it uh, um, way people characterize uh, what what is it on the word I'm trying to see here goes my memory again no it's okay. that's a okay. perfect okay. example <laughs> uh, a stereotypic. Uh, it would be um, of a psychic who to be be uh, scrying would be the crystal crystal ball.
1: Yeah, you know. A well, that's how looks the Enochian texts were made. Um, an angel came and okay, he you just told me something I've
0: never heard of. An yeah, Enochian
1: uh, text? An Enochian text. They're, oh, they're researchers. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to explain what they are right after. Oh, let's but just teeth. go ahead let's and bring yeah, someone in, season yeah, two. Yeah, bring them in. <laughs> we're going to talk about in. Enochian. But text. that is literally how they were written. So whether you nice. know you believe in it or not, there's also Enochian magic, which he believed was taught to him by an angel who came and told him all this stuff through a scrying mechanism. And you can oh, google this is totally the, an episode. So. Actual, the actual one that he used. It's kind of cool because it's like a crystal ball, but it's in either a leather casing or a wood casing. I don't even know. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So that Inoki and magic, it's a really fun thing knocking. to look
2: up. And that has Not nothing on to and do with
1: E-N-O-C-H-I-A-N is what I mean. And the only reason I brought and that, that is up different. is because you're like, scrying is this. And then yeah. I heard and magic in my head. So <laughs> I'm just going to interject that because Absolutely. that's what I do. I'm full of random facts. Yeah. Well, and they <laughs> and they put it there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so whoever listens can be like, okay, that that word sounds like something yeah. i need in my life let me just look at this right that's like one of 17,000 rabbit holes that i've went down through it and don't attach yourself to anything no, that's my but, number one rule in researching but i greatly you, appreciate all your rabbit holes honestly cuz you yeah. are always
0: saying anaki and magic and i'm yeah. like
1: the last time was heard of this Scandinavian folklore right I was so gonna say it, sound, it sounds like
2: it's like celtic or or something you know like it's
1: um, the pagan type I, I honestly do not know that. Mm-hmm. I won't say that. I just brought up Scandinavian folklore because in one of the earlier episodes that we did with Andy, um I brought up I brought up a really cool um passage I came across that tied into Christianity that just kind of blew all of our minds. Oh yeah. So, I I just like telling people stuff. That's that's what I'm here to do. I'm just supposed to talk a lot to people <laughs> and then when you're done talking to me, you're supposed to feel better. And if you don't feel better, then we have some karma to clear up.
3: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, I love that.
0: So yeah, there's that. Like um, if
1: you don't like me, this is your karma. This no, is
3: your karma no, no, to know. no, no I, no. I know you're I'm not going to be silly. for everybody. I'm being silly, yeah, yeah. You're right.
1: <laughs> there, I mean, but you know, what? I hate That's that there are some true. people that do that, or that I'm like, I don't get to be my best self around you because there's this stuff in the way. <laughs> right. I hate that,
0: but it is kind of true. Like when you. Come up against someone who you're butting heads with, or whatever. Like, there
1: is some karma there. That and the only you're place, also seeing a part of yourself in them. I truly exactly. believe that you don't like it in yourself, and you're projecting it onto them.
0: Well, yeah. And, and if I catch myself
1: in that, I'm I'm to the point now where I can't claim ignorance. I yeah. don't get to be like, no, she's a b-word. I exactly. haven't established if we're cursing on your episode, so I'm just going to continue to edit myself if a cuss <laughs> word wants to come out.
0: Well, and that's enough, totally up to you
2: guys. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's well, what I'm saying. It's that's like, just what I'm saying. It's
0: always about you. Like when there's that. That gut thing, where like, mm-hmm. oh, that person is really peeing me off. Peeing me off. <laughs> can I say the word? Yeah. When they're really angering me, it's about me. Like, mm-hmm. what is happening right now, or or if I'm feeling inadequate in a situation, what is it about me that why I'm trying are you, to be taught?
1: Why are you triggering my <laughs> shadow side? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. If I either just want to go like hit the roof really quick, or I'm just super frustrated. Um, luckily now I'm like, okay, like back away. You're obviously frustrated. Nothing's coming through. It's not a clear channel. Don't say a word. Mm -hmm. I know you want to say a word, but you're conquering (laughs) yourself. You're not conquering this situation with this person. Absolutely. And that's still really hard for me because I have like I have like a big butchy dude inside of me that's like what'd you say to me oh I'll I'm not a fawn in the forest I'll show you and that's our first reaction is this uh is
0: you and you are making me mad and Mm -hmm. that's not
1: good yeah let me win this mm -hmm. let me just win this yeah yeah that never feels good anymore so I try to stay away from it so we had a nice little tree branch with that. Yes. I, I like that. Um, and we're all in favor of tarot and oracle cards. Absolutely. Do you know how many decks that you have?
2: Oh, my god! Like, gosh. when's the last
1: time you counted? I guess we could just go there.
2: I probably got about 50, 60 decks of oracle cards. And I, don't I think know, maybe two I think that's tarot. on the low end. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I have some on order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've had to make myself behave because I'm, you know, I... I Everything's it's too starting easy to, to buy really a That's mess. the problem.
1: It's a three-click process at some <laughs> points, and you're like, oh, my new deck's going to be here in two weeks.
2: Yeah, and now
1: I'm, you know, now
2: I've moved on to buying stuff for the the office because I do sell jewelry, uh, gemstone jewelry, and I do sell crystals and some decks and divination tools and all, all those kind mm-hmm. of things. I do offer some of those things. I am not a gift shop. It's not my intention, but I do have things there that are for sale.
0: And what are what current? um, I'll call them therapies modalities. Do you offer you personally, not just everybody, but what do you personally offer at Wellness? Okay.
2: Well, the my love is vibrational sound therapy, and um, I was certified through Vibrational Sound Association which is a wonderful group for anyone who is looking to um, get certified. Uh, I would highly recommend it. They, uh, The founder and owner is Jeff Howard. He, I, I feel like uh, he and I know each other on first name basis, and he makes everybody feel like that. And he has all these wonderful trips that you take. I mean, um, where it's, it's, uh, circled around doing what we do with with the vibrational bowls. And I have to try to remember to say vibrational bowls or singing bowls because <laughs> most of the time I talk with people and we just say my bowls, mm-hmm. you know, and then everybody's going, what? what well, you know say? you're around the right people bowls. when you can say <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, but his, the bowls that um, you get and you train with and that you buy and use for therapy are very different from your average singing bowls and most people are familiar with like crystal bowls and um, uh, the different metal bowls and those are very good for you also but they're not designed in the same way that these are these are made out of bronze and he goes uh, to the himalayans to have those bowls specifically made, he stays there and watches each one of them made so that he knows what metals go in. Because a lot of times when they're making those bowls, they'll throw in whatever drippings are around and, you know, complete the bowl. And he wants to make sure that you have the exact metals in it that, you know. We, I wish
1: every business owner acted <laughs> like that with <laughs> yeah. products. My gosh, that's beautiful. Right.
2: And I, I do have a few things that I could um, let you know that um, I like to share in some of my classes where I do introductions to singing bowls. And um, one of them would be that the different kinds of bowls that there are mm-hmm. uh, there, the, the most common ones that you'll see in the stores, the, the New Age stores that you go to um, will be like the brass bowls. Um, which uh, those are what they call cast bowls. Mm -hmm. That's where you have a form and you pour hot brass into there and then it cools and it sets and there's your bowl. Um, Like uh, my bronze bowls, they're made um, with, they'll take different pieces of bronze and they'll start with a small ball and they'll pound it out and then they'll get another piece that they'll make into a strip and then they'll add it, to the outside of that first strip and they'll keep going until they get the bowl. And that's a different process there. So, um, and then, and and a lot of times you can tell um, the ones that are made in that process because you can see the the pound marks on there. And that's one way to tell if you have an antique um, bowl that's been made in that process is the um, marks from the pounding will have worn off and it'll look more um, um, solid and smooth and so a lot of those that are you know several hundred years old um, that's how you can tell the age of them cool um, it's kind of funny because the way the bowl started out were or at least the way it was told to me because Jeff did a lot of um, and Investigating and things, and I don't want to get it too much into his story because his story is very fascinating. But mm-hmm. um, is they use them as family food bowls, and the awesome. mm-hmm. and a lot of people call them Tibetan bowls. But the reason why they're called Tibetan bowls is not because they're made in Tibet, it's because the Tibetan monks took them and used them for their vibrational properties.
0: Mm. and started using them for meditation so you could have sense. vibration therapy and ramen at the same time <laughs> yeah
2: exactly so I'm when there. you're you know when you're actually playing an antique uh singing bowl it might have been somebody's food bowl that they were you know feeding the family with so, so you offer
0: sound therapy <laughs> yes with your vibrational bowl yes and it's and it's a wonderful
2: wonderful m- modality because i don't have to do i don't have to sit and think about or receive messages, or uh, come up with any particular way to use them. Uh, I do have scripts that they gave us, that they taught us, which work very well. Uh, just follow those scripts, and these bowls just do whatever that needs to be done. Your body is made of, up of hundreds, hundreds of, of uh, energy meridians, that go from one point to another. I mean, if you, if you think about um, anything that's electronic, there's a wire bundle in there, and it has all these different wires that go from one place to another, and they're going all over the place. Well, that's the same way your body is, energetically. And so if you, if you take, uh, you can either use the analogy of plumbing or, you, or electrical wire, if there is anything that clogs up the plumbing, or if there's any um, uh, broken wire in that, that wire itself, it can stop the flow of energy. Well, that's what happens to our body with these meridians is we get emotional about things. Certain things happen to us, um, and you can have some very, very um, profound blockages that go way back in childhood or very deep in emotion, or they can be very much on the surface, like you just came from an argument with your spouse. So uh, the longer these things stay in place, um, the more disease we have, mm-hmm. um, because we can we can form emotional disease, which that usually is first, and then the physical manifestations happen. If you are someone who is very ill, who has one diagnosis after the other, this is you. This is who I'm talking to. You really need to work on your energy modalities. Or I mean, your, not modalities, your energy meridians.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Or if you're pregnant and can't quit. Puking, because that's when I found you. <laughs> Desiree hosted you at Satori for a sound mm-hmm. healing. Yes. And I remember like even 30 minutes up to it, I was like almost on the floor and I was like, how am I going to drive to this class? Coming, that, yeah. yeah. Like I was late. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I can even drive to you, but I have to come to this class mm-hmm. because I was just Really needing some spiritual healing at the time, mm-hmm. yeah. and then I remember she's just like, "Grab your mat, grab a pillow. I have a blanket here. If you need a recliner, that's fine." And I, mm-hmm. I remember like almost wanting, but I knew I'd just pass out in the recliner and miss the <laughs> class. So I laid down on the floor, and I just remember still being so sick, waiting for the class to start, and I was like. Please don't puke in front of all of these beautiful people. (laughs) Please don't, please don't. Monroe, just let's just calm down together, you know, let's connect. And then as soon as the bowls started, like I could feel I could feel the vibration. And then you stood up and started just Doing, I called just like mini sessions over each of us, yeah. and I remember feeling the vibration all through my body, and not puking for at least twenty four hours. That's like wonderful. I, I was like, "Do you guys want to like go hang out?" Like I was so <laughs> energized, I felt so good. I felt like myself, mm-hmm. which was really good. But yeah, I mean. And that's what the that's, bulls do. That's my
2: experience with you. <laughs> For you, that's what you needed at that <laughs> yes, time. Definitely. For someone else, it, it could be like I've had um, uh, someone who came in that was, uh, which I was not aware of. It was one of those days where I just had back-to-back clients. I did my little spiel in the, in the beginning. You know, you have any questions, this is what to expect, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, you know, I, um, I was giving her a little bit of time to, to because you get really deep and a meditative state with these things you can't just bounce right up you know and go at it so i i gently said how are you feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said i feel really fantastic and i said well that's great i said you know a lot of people compare those bowls to um a deep tissue massage she goes oh no 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 she says i am a massage therapist and she said this goes way beyond anything like that, mm-hmm. and which was surprised me. I mean, it kind of threw me back. You know, I was in that monotonous, you know, one thing, one customer after another, and and, and it and it that's what I needed to hear. But anyway, so I, I of course I had to know what 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 her story is, what brought you here, and that's when she told me I suffer from severe PTSD, and when I came in here. I was at the peak of um, of um, oh not a panic attack yeah 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 Mm -hmm. panic attack and um, she said within a minute of you playing the balls it was gone Mm -hmm. just gone that's amazing so yeah so it's it's just different for everybody and again I, I am so grateful for that validation. From you, because so many times people who do what I do, whether it's the the healing modality or the psychic modality, you don't get that feedback later. So when you do, well, even if it's two years later, yeah, you just <laughs> it really is a validation that you need to hear. Sometimes you know, it's
1: absolutely. Well, I love way. that you said that because um, I sometimes feel like that since because people see so many people mm-hmm. that they're like. <sighs> I don't want them to be like, I know I healed you. Right. No. there's anything like that. Thanks for telling yeah, me. I like, already know. Thank knew. you. Yeah. I already know. But I, I guess I do kind of have that in my head where I'm like, they know how badass they are. Like they're an opening <laughs> practicing practitioner. Oh, no. And I, until telling you like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but you really, really helped me. And it's been two years. Well, yeah, basically two years. Cause I was like.
2: Well, and at hey. that time I was at a place. I mean, because I, I, I don't want to, to sound like I, I myself am putting myself up on a pedestal or something, but I know that there are people who, for instance, just think you can read their mind. Yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and put myself into that much work where I have to know everything's going through your head. Well,
1: I think that's a weird propaganda you know. that was pushed <laughs> on the practice to mm-hmm. make, well, and not make only the truth that, of it but it's not, not seem as mystical or.
2: It's not ethical. Yeah, it's no. not ethical to... I don't want to
1: read somebody's yeah, stream of it's thoughts. It's not my business. <laughs> no.
0: Well, you know. and I think to your point too, you know, when you are in this business as a psychic, as a healer, as a person practicing... You don't have that boss. Like it, at normal jobs, you have a boss that's going to come around once in mm-hmm. a while and go, good job. I appreciate what you've done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's a trip to Mexico, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that doesn't happen too often. Let me know but, what
1: boss that is. Right? <laughs> I need that boss.
0: Um, but what what's really great is because you don't have that when your customers or clients come to you and say, right. you helped me in this way and I really appreciate that, mm-hmm. you get that validation. I
1: feel like... Being a healer is the same as being that friend that you call when you're probably in a really dark place. Mm -hmm. So is even though you had such a deep connection you really helped that person a lot of people that come to healing it's kind of like going to therapy I'm not gonna like go and tell people what I just discussed in therapy because I just ripped some cords out of myself yeah so that's also another thing that coming into my journey talking to people like I've had friends call me when I thought they had a gun in their hand like yeah. metaphorically I should say no, um, I've had and some they're do just, it yeah, they're metaphorically like, I'm yeah, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm just going to talk to you for four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be like, oh, I healed them. I saved them somehow. Right. But somehow our conversations, you know, helped spin something around in them. But I I might not talk to them for months or right. years. They could have just been like, oh, I remember, I remember when I talked to her, things felt right. So yeah. let me just pick up that phone really quick. Spirit and then it goes away. Yeah, and they go away. And... Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I used to really struggle with a lot of my friends just like treating me like a candle in the dark, mm-hmm. and then they would like not be like normal friends with me. You know what right. I'm saying? Because it's like, Cause you well, they're dirty. Well, I know. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> the worst, the worst, worst part of me. Right. And I need to go put on a mask really quick Absolutely. to be around these people. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that I wasn't really being like left out of anybody's lives or anybody's experiences. I was mainly just i was a different part of their life and they you don't know channel. how to into yeah they don't know how to integrate me or do they even need to integrate me mm-hmm. into that part of their life mm-hmm. which i don't want to be around your shitty friends that you put a mask on anyways <laughs> right. like that's the worst thing is going and seeing i don't need halloween friends <laughs> you haven't you haven't <laughs> seen in a long time and you see them in their mm-hmm. their area you know and then you're like who are you Right. This is the person that I. That I know I the person that you. couldn't
0: get out of bed, didn't ha- clean their house, hadn't showered in five days. Yeah. And I knew that that's the life they were living. Yeah. You know, and now you're this person that that's never happened to.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the thing. Like when you, when you put on the keeping up with the Joneses facade, I can't, I can't be there for that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I love you and I support whatever you're doing for right. whatever you want in your life. But yeah, that is really hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But you know the I, life of healers,
0: the and and do we you? are chosen to be that person in that moment that spirit can speak right. through. Yes, you know, and one hundred percent. And it's not us. Yeah, it's it's we're just being used as a vehicle.
1: Yeah. So, do you think that there is a common theme of loneliness in healers? Even though we are all connected, like personally in your journey, did you ever have a? I'm an outcast. Oh well,
2: I. I proudly wear the weirdo title now, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when
2: you're a kid, I mean, that's really traumatic, you know? Um, Who you was the up... first
1: friend that you told that you could see dead people?
2: Wait, we don't know. If she
1: can see dead people. Crap. Let's tell
0: the
2: story. Let's tell the story. I The, know. the well, man pushing in the window. window. Well, if you want <laughs> me to go ahead and go back to what we were talking about, just real quick. So that we don't forget the other thing that I do besides the bowls. Oh, okay. Is I do vibrational arm. no, I'm sorry.
1: See, that's stuff that my head goes through. We get to edit the last 30 seconds out. Yes, it's perfect. Please. Yes, please. <laughs> okay.
2: So the other service that I do, which is what I started out doing and has really been my life story, is I do psychic readings. Uh-huh. I do just about anything that is psychic because I also do clearings, Um Chakra work, um, which that falls under healing energy work too, but so there's a lot of things. But intuitively, I can tell you, you know, at time, from time to time, if your chakras are out of whack and which one and what to do. But but really, that falls under the the line of of all of these psychic things that come up um, with me because I'm j- I'm the kind of psychic who through intent and through gift. I don't rule anything out. I don't cut anything out. I just tell you what I get. And if you want to hear it, you have that choice, you know, and I'll just tell you what I get. And sometimes it'll make sense. But most of the time, it's going to be you that's going to have to know what that means. Because the message isn't for me. It's for you. Mm -hmm. Thus, the reason why they tell me not to worry about my memory, because... I would go nuts if I had to remember
1: everybody's things. I just have so. file cabinets in my mind. It's mm-hmm. really not that hard. I have the mind of an elephant. It's crazy what I remember. Yeah. And I think that I just have a bunch of file cabinets in my mind. Hence the rabbit holes. Yeah, the rabbit <laughs> holes.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. So you do sound therapy. Yes. And you do psychic mm-hmm. therapy. Yes. We'll call it therapy. Yeah, Are we good with that? i, I can I very yeah, much a therapist. A, yeah. Okay.
1: So... Let's go to dun, dun, dun. the man in the window when you are eight years old. Let's circle back to this. Okay. So I grew up in a house that really gave
2: me a whole heck of a lot of experiences. And it's kind of like the chicken or the egg, which came first. I don't know whether it's, you know, because I was a from birth Psychic medium, mm-hmm. or whether it was the house and things happen, and I ended up becoming one. Uh, either way, you know, spirit decided to put two weirdos together—a weirdo house and a weirdo kid.
0: Oh, I was like, who's the other weirdo? Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, the man in the window. <laughs> no. Right. Anyway, so so I've I my whole life, especially up until well, actually until I started working. Uh, professionally, I had two phobias that were really horrible. The um, one was anything sharp, like a knife or a chainsaw, even chainsaw, uh, um, razor blades, just anything that was really sharp or you could have an accident with or would just hurt. <laughs>
1: And I I'm never afraid really, of that stuff too.
2: <laughs> I never, but I mean it's bad. I yeah, mean, I, no. I I never owned anything sharp in my home. I mean, my oh, dad and my mom would so go nuts when we cooked. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. It's bad. I mean, I had horrible nightmares, and I don't have them so much anymore. I think, you know, one of the biggest gifts that I've received from from doing professional psychic work is a lot of that has been relieved. Good. And it's not a focus anymore, which I'm I'm so grateful and thankful to spirit for. So um, going back t- um, to my phobias, the uh, other one was anything that had a reflection. Okay, so I was mirrors. Going to bring
1: this one
2: up. Mirrors That's what makes me
1: uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> and and just anything that reflects, you know, it doesn't have to be very clear. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen like I I, I don't know if it was a Conjuring. The movie The Conjuring. No, I don't watch
1: movies like that. Well, there's one of them where mm-hmm. I watch Disney movies. And where there's, whether there's, <laughs> there's like a
2: yeah. a toy or something that has different mirrors on it, and if you look into it, you you could look into this particular mirror toy, you can see a spirit behind you.
0: Yeah. There is a toy that does that? Is that what well, you're saying? Well,
2: it's in like The Conjuring or mm-hmm. one of those, one of uh, yeah, those scary movies. Yeah, that's the premise movies. of the movie is so, they,
1: they do that. Okay. I know which what you're talking about, and I have validation goosebumps, and I hate it. Um, yeah. But I know exactly what you're talking about, but now I see it in my head, and so I'm like, So those are the kind of, sleeping of things. Sleeping with the lights on tonight. That's right. the kind
2: of stuff that would happen to me mm-hmm. with things that reflect. You know, even if it was just something really simple that you wouldn't use for a reflection. So, you know, I mean, we could talk about, you know, like a a bowl of water, you know, and I could see something in that, you know. Uh, so, and of course, my parents didn't understand that. I mean, nobody, nobody understood how just a simple bowl of water would freak me out. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, what are you doing? Don't leave that there. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you know I see stuff in it? So, you know and when you're, when you're real little, um, you don't know how to express that. You just right. don't, mm-hmm. you know,
1: so I, I, there were a lot of things
2: that, that so happened, obviously but, you just
1: got shut down every time is what I'm getting.
2: Well, yes. And it was hard it, it, as a child. It was hard for me to understand how to express that because when you're talking about a phobia, it's not something you move through. You know, I mean, most people who have severe phobias have to go through years and years of therapy and understanding. When you're a kid, hell, you don't even understand an emotion. You, mm-hmm. you don't
0: You don't understand it's you a phobia. Can't. You think everybody sees stuff no. in water and well, they just don't react to it like you do.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So you put all of these other things together, you know, how people react to you when you have a reaction like that. Um so all of those things together, it was really difficult to to deal with all of those things. I was very much alone with it. I didn't understand it myself. And so there sure wasn't going to be anybody else that would understand it.
0: So when did you come to the realization this was, we'll call it a gift now. You may not have felt like that then. But when right. did you realize there's something different about me happening right here?
2: Well, I, I really came to terms with it and really started Understanding and, and becoming a little more comfortable with it when I was around 14 or 15. Okay. And that was when I feel like my guides started talking to me and showing me things and explaining to me. Now, that is not, I'm not saying that I then became well known with my guides. Right. It wasn't until later that I really established that. But I, I was being shown things.
1: Did you feel like they were planting seeds?
2: Yeah. But I was also being shown a lot of really crazy future stuff, mm. which now uh, makes a lot of sense. And I can actually sit here and talk about it, and people will understand what I'm talking about. Thanks to Dolores Cannon, who's a famous hypnotist. Quantum healing hypnosis mm-hmm. therapy. Mm-hmm. And then Google there's. It. And then there's people, you life. know, on Teasing. the Gaia channel that um, are talking about all of this stuff. And they just make it look so easy to, to relay to people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back then I was getting hints of this and that. And I'm just going, whoa,
1: what is this stuff? I love the you know? Gaia network. So, Gaia, please be a sponsor. Oh, yes. my, oh my goodness. No we kidding. Love you so much. Oh,
2: and, you know, I, I, I know this is off topic, but... If you have the Gaia Network, if you subscribe to it, you must get to know uh, Mateus Stefano. That this is is a, I
1: haven't looked in on there.
2: This is a Hispanic gentleman who is a young gentleman, but from the time he was a very young boy, he was very much in touch with his guides, and they started showing him and helping him uh, achieve all of his memories of all his past lives, which go back to the beginning of time, which I believe all of us do ourselves. Akashic records, and um, he's he. There are archaeologists that are going to him and finding out. Things that they've been taught teaching for years in archaeology that they don't understand, they, they never really did understand and he that. You can clarify it for me
0: yes. very cool. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's too much for this young man to make up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was doing interviews and saying these things from the time he was little. He has a show that I go back and watch over and over again, and right now they're, they've just released the third season. Thank you, uh, uh, Mateus. You're welcome for this plug.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he very much deserves
2: it. I just love this gentleman.
1: No, I'm going to go home and watch it. Be it's it's called
2: initiation if I have that right. But, oh, my gosh. I mean, it, he goes into geometry. He goes into the dimensions. He, the whole first season, he starts with that. And this is all stuff that I was shown when I was 14 or 15 and if you're if you watch that or if you have watched it, holy crud! Imagine being that age, mm-hmm. you know, and all alone with this stuff. And I, it it was it was quite a bit, and a lot of it I didn't really didn't understand. So, but going back to my uh, being able to see uh, reflections and things, um, I. I was seeing all of this stuff everywhere and at different times it would be different people or different forms Um, without being specific and getting into other stories. I had by this time I had a wealth of experience at eight years old of seeing things and um, so I am in my room and I have a dresser uh, that has the mirror. And it's on, one, it's on the opposite side of the wall uh, or of the room from the wall that has the windows um, in my bedroom. Now, let me explain these windows just so that you have a little bit of um, uh, um, an idea, okay? Uh, these windows, when you're standing on the outside, the um they're up high and they're rectangular windows and they fold in okay or they or i guess they the top comes down and folds in okay they're up high it's a brick le- a brick wall on the outside there are rocks there's rocks all laid down on that side on the ground when
0: you say up high do you mean like a second floor
2: no uh, this is ground level okay but they're up high so if Right now, I'm, I'm at five, seven. Um, if I went
0: You're talking like they're at the top of a ceiling,
2: e- e- similar. Yeah. Okay. Almost, almost that high. So if I walked up at five, seven and I walked up to the outside, first thing y- you would notice is you would hear me walking on the rocks. Okay. Yeah. The next thing is I would have to put, reach up, put my hands on that brick ledge and use my feet and pull myself up like a like a push up or not a push up but a pull up mm-hmm. to just barely get my head up, up enough to see over that ledge into that room.
1: So that is at your current
0: adult hikes Not at your yes. eight year old height. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So So it's around six foot, is that what I'm getting? Yeah.
2: I so around so. yeah.
1: Okay. So And you're eight. I just want everybody's picturing this in their mind, like you're eight years old. Yeah, I'm eight years old. old Bedroom.
2: I'm eight years old, uh, and I'm, I'm a young girl. I'm alone in my room. I've got my bedroom door open, and I, at this this particular point, this happened a number of times. So let's just kind of assume I'm putting all these stories all these instances of seeing this Mm -hmm. same man in one Mm -hmm. so uh I will tell you that sometimes when this happened I was changing my clothes so I would be naked and I would see this man in my window I wasn't always naked um so that that's very uncomfortable oh yeah um But so I'm, and I spent a lot of, I spent a lot of time in my room playing around, you know, we didn't have TVs in our rooms. We didn't, you know, I mean, I was lucky to have a record player, you know, so I spent a lot of time in there dancing around and, you know, my imaginary microphone singing into the, you know, and so I'm in my room and I'm looking in my mirror and I'm singing into my imaginary microphone and I all of a sudden see the man. I'm, I'm looking in the mirror and seeing the windows behind me with a man pulling himself up, looking over into the window. Now, I grew up thinking that this was the man that lived across the street who was an alcoholic, who had a daughter whose uh, boyfriend was down the street, lived in a biker house and he beat her up and held a gun to his head and held a gun to her head out in the, you know, so I'm thinking it's already bad news that, you know, this dude's looking in my window, but then it's creepy that you know, this is this guy lives across the street creeping in my window
1: so what does the guy look like for people that don't know if they know they're seeing dead people or not when you say i see a man in my window is it like as i'm looking at you right here yes he's not translucent yes he's not any glowy in any sense of the word like how do you differentiate at this point yeah
2: so so i didn't okay I didn't for a long time. And that's kind of a, a point that I was leading to. So I'm glad you brought that up. He was very much real. I believed it was the man that lived across the street from me for many, many years. It wasn't until I was an adult and I was much more familiar with the psychic gifts I had that I realized I was actually seeing his spirit and not the man across the street.
0: Mm. So you never told your parents that there was a man looking in your window for them to investigate that.
2: I, I told them a lot of times and they would, you know, by the time I tell them, they walk in and they you know, he's not there. Mm-hmm. So, mm. uh, you know, uh, hard. yeah. And and here's the thing. He may not have even realized that I saw him until I said something. And then he's like gone, you know? So uh, there's a lot of things that could have happened. You know, the, the, the thing that's the most important, though, that that means something to me, is that I did come to realize that I was seeing spirits, um, and so I had so as an adult I had to go back to those experiences and reevaluate each one of these things that I saw and experienced in my home, and. Um, now fast forward to today when i know i'm seeing a spirit i feel one first i feel it and then i see it in my mind's eye like in a dream they'll come sometimes they'll be just a silhouette or a shadowy figure and then and then when i ask a question they'll make something more visible to me um I don't necessarily see them in full form and I only see what they need me to see in order to get the information across. But I have recently realized that I still see them the way I saw that man, but I don't know. I'm seeing a dead person because they look very much alive to me. Now there are psychics who see them in death state or have something that's very much obvious to them even as i see you there's something that lets them know you know it's either a feeling or something maybe an aura around them or something that they know that they're seeing a ghost but not for me
0: so i've heard and tell me if this is true that sometimes when you see someone who isn't alive the way that they know it is that they don't speak to them
1: do they speak to you <laughs> it's like telepathy
2: that that is something that was brought to my attention afterwards uh a a mutual friend of ours i was over at her house and um i she had gone back into the kitchen back um into like the bathroom or the bedroom or something for a moment and during that time, her um, young adult son walked in the front door. And when he did, he opened the door and he bent down to pick up like pizza off the floor because he set it down to unlock the door, that kind of thing. When he did that, he was holding the, the the screen door open, and a girl walked in, and and then and she stood there for a couple minutes while he. Dinked around with some stuff, and then he got the door shut. And during, and I don't remember what it was he was doing, but she had walked from the door over to the stairway, which was maybe five feet away, and was in the middle of me and the door. So she was even closer then, and she just stood there. At, and she, she actually, I remember her saying hi and doing a little wave of the fingers to me. And while she waited on him, and we just kind of looked at each other, you know. I mean, it seemed like a long time, but it really wasn't that long. And then he walked in. He's not the kind of person that really just says, "Oh, hi, how are you doing?" He just kind of walks in, you know. And if you and I said hello, and he went (laughs) and went down the stairs, and then and then she waved again at me, and then she followed him down the stairs, and um, and then my and. you know, timing was really kind of, when I look back at it, you know, was, was right. Because the, then she, the mother came back in. My friend came back into the room. And we went back to talking. Well, in the past, the mother was, had expressed to me a couple times, oh, I wish my son would get a girlfriend, you know. And so a couple of days later, we're talking. And I said, oh, hey, by the way, was that, you know, your son's girlfriend? She goes, what are you talking about? And so I started saying, well, the girl, you know, and I told her the whole story and she says, hold on, I don't, she says, my son's never brought a girl home. I would know. I would know. I said, well, your mom, you know, maybe not, Yeah. you know, (laughs) Um, and so, so (laughs) she was very adamant about it. And so she got her son, you know, while she was on the phone with me and she was asking him and he said, mom. I've never brought a girl here. I've never brought a girl here, you know. And he was very adamant about it, you know. And she, so then she says, well, did she talk to you? And I said, well, yeah. She said, hello. She said, but did she open her mouth and talk to you? Or did she just wave?
1: Oh, did and, you hear her voice in your head, though? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. And
2: that's when I realized... Whoa! She was
1: she, dead.
3: I
2: don't think she. I don't think she moved her mouth. I just heard it. You just heard and it, and assumed because it, I, I just assumed I was looking at a, live flesh and blood person. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and that's for me. That's the tricky part. I mean that because I thought you know people said, oh well, do you see them like you see you know a live person? And I say, well, I used to. I just didn't realize I still saw them like that, you know.
0: So nowadays, the way you recognize them most is in the mind's eye yes, type of sight.
2: But it's intentional, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, therefore, I know, I know that's the case. Mm-hmm. And 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 the thing of it is, is what makes it different. I think uh, is the ones that I don't know are dead. I there's I'm just seeing them
3: mm-hmm.
2: there's no purpose for interaction. there's no purpose for me to know they're dead
3: mm-hmm.
2: where when I'm working, I see that you know i'm I'm calling them in or they're accompanying my client,
0: and therefore I'm working with them, and so I sense them first, yeah, tell me what that feels like, so if I'm someone sitting at home listening to this going. Do I feel that? Do, people? do yeah. I feel what is, does that feeling look? Because it's going to be different for everybody. But yeah. for well, you, what does that feel ask like?
2: Ask you guys, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, first one that that I know people experience is when they go into the bathroom, particularly the shower. They feel like somebody's watching them. Have you ever had that feeling?
1: Yeah, I mean, not necessarily the shower. I think that's me judging myself getting in the shower. Right. <laughs> But well, I know what it feels like—the feeling that yeah, you could be brushing your teeth or
2: even just using the sleeping. toilet. Sleeping,
1: sleeping is the best example for me. When like I know there's someone by my bedside. Okay, that's that's mine. Where okay. I'm like, oh, so cool. it's a
0: knowing for you.
1: It's a it just, it's a mind's eye for me. Uh-huh. Okay, so like I see it in my mind, but if I open my eyes, I'm mean, not there. They're
2: and The other there. one would be when you're driving a car. Do you ever feel like somebody's in the back seat? Like you could look in the rearview mirror and see
0: somebody sitting back there. I've had someone sit in my passenger seat before. Okay. I think I told you about that. There was that mm-hmm. wreck by my house. Mm-mm. and This was before we knew each other. Oh, okay. There was a wreck by my house, and I drove by it the next day, and, like, I saw this lady just – she was crying, and then she mm-hmm. saw – and it was in my mind's eye. Yeah. She was crying. She saw that I saw her, and she came and sat in the seat beside me, and just started yelling at me, like, "What's going on?" You oh, know? Okay. Yeah.
1: That just breaks my ever-loving heart. Yeah, yeah, but she
0: had no idea because and and it was an instant death for her. Like she yeah. did, she had no idea what was mm-hmm. going on, and she died.
1: And she was still there the day after the accident. Right. And so
0: yeah. so our friend Chantel oh, told me reach out to Krista because she can help you with that. So I reached out to you.
2: Oh, I don't even remember. Yeah. God, I'm so sorry.
0: Oh, that's okay. You were and but by this time like you didn't it, you know it went to like the other Facebook message you know what uh, you don't actually get the messages and it was two or three weeks later yeah, we and by this time nuts. I was just kind of like I was like I don't have your answers you need to you know find someone who can talk to you because it's not going to be me because I didn't know what to do to help her yeah. and um, I had stopped seeing her by the time you reached out and said here's what you do and I'm like uh okay. I don't see her anymore and yeah. you're like well if you do let me know <laughs> right yeah and
2: so anybody who's listening If this happens to you, just because it had, you known, right, it would have been an opportunity that you could have helped her. Yeah. And this is what I deal with so much of the time. In fact, uh, just a couple of days ago when I was at my office, uh, that was a really scattered brain day. Mm -hmm. The energies were just messing with me, uh, which is a whole nother topic. But yeah,
1: <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> Scorpio going into Gemini season? No, we're not oh. going today. <laughs>
2: so so I'm sitting in my office and I'm trying to do a live, which I always I I just I I try to get comfortable with that, but I always feel like I'm just bumbling. Um, and, and most of it just has to do with me seeing myself. You know, like I'm very much relaxed and comfortable here, but I'm not looking at me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um so uh I was sitting there and I'm talking about different things and all of a sudden I realize I have I feel five spirits behind me. I feel three directly behind me and then I'm told that there are two behind them. And this is while I'm live on Facebook. And I'm going, OK, so I'm just going to do this here, folks, you know, <laughs> right. and I have no idea who's watching, really. I, I I'm just don't have that tech thing down. So I'm just doing it. And I just told them, you know, I guess I'm just going to cross these over, these spirits over while, while we're here. And you'll just get to see what it's like. And just keep in mind that most of the time when I'm doing this, it's just me, you know, in the room. Um, if you were to be in the room, that's what you see, just me. But I see everybody else and I feel them. And um, so anyway, I ended up having the the. what I do is I, I ask them what their story is. So that would be something like putting going back to your situation as you would just say, well, either either somehow you knew that girl was from that accident. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah whether whether you knew that because you were there and you you saw or you or you saw the news or whatever whatever let you know that you knew it and what you would do at that point is you would say you know what's your story or you know for me I always say is there anybody here that needs to tell a story that needs like they need you need to tell me something because the ones that, that I run into that need to be crossed over there's a reason why they're still earthbound. Okay? Because the light, there's a doorway of light that appears before a soul when they cross over. Usually it's immediate. But there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into that moment. Okay. They're, they're realizing they're dead. They're thinking about their loved ones. I mean, imagine if in this moment in time right now something happened and you're just all of a sudden standing outside of your body. What's going to go through your head? That's exactly what goes through their head. And then all of a sudden this doorway of light appears in front of you. Did you see your loved ones, or you're thinking you think, oh my gosh, my daughter, oh my gosh, my husband, or my parents? You know, for me, it would be my dad. My dad, my dad's, you know, my brother's dead. My mother's dead. I'm, I'm the last one. It's going to be so hard for him, and to lose another child. And, I mean, I would immediately want to go and be with him, or my kids, or my, you know.
1: What you have heard those stories where people didn't know that somebody passed away, and they either called. They either showed up in the room, right? they got some form of yes. communication, and then as soon as that transmission's cut, the mm. news of their passing comes in, and they're like, what yes. do you mean I just talked to them?
0: Right. Yes. And I've
1: I've heard about three and different stories theory on that. about that.
2: I have a theory on that real quick. Go,
1: Go ahead, because that's what I want you to tell us.
2: If that, if, for those people who that's happened to, I think you manifested that. I really? I think that was your ability, that was what you needed, your... Your guides kno- knew that you would
0: need that.
1: Before you, you got that. the information, mm-hmm. which would I don't make think a, because once you spirit. had the
0: information, you wouldn't be well, open to it. That anymore. makes
1: 100 mm-hmm. percent sense, because there's a bunch of things that have happened to me in my life where I knew that I was going to experience some variant of mm-hmm. something. And I had been like prepared for it somehow where I'm like, if I wasn't prepared for that, like how would I have actually reacted? So that makes total sense. Yeah and and i don't think
2: it's the spirit uh, i don't think so at all and now it may be that the the guides brought that spirit to you but i don't think it's the spirit initiating that like but I've for also, me it, with I've me i've never oh, heard see.
1: that take that's the cool part cuz mm-hmm. i think everybody wants to feel like out of everybody in the world that that loved one picked you to give that message to mm-hmm. At least, I mean, I'm going to be very vulnerable right now. That's what I would want if somebody I love, somebody I was really, really close to, like, I was getting ready to find out they died. Like, there's, like, a top five list of people, which a lot of relatives are probably like, what? The five people that you hope come to you? But five people that if they died, I would really, really hope that they would come and tell me before, like, I found out. Just because I'm like... Oh, cool. Well, are going to make me dive it, into it
2: more. Thank you. You're talking about the kind of experience you're talking about, too, is you don't realize they're dead. Yeah. Until afterwards. Well, yeah, you find out afterwards. So it's That's comfortable what I'm saying. for you. So you're it's like, oh, hey,
1: dude, I don't know how you got yeah. here. The phone yeah. call ones are the ones that creep me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shouldn't say creep me out because it doesn't. It, like, makes me feel good. I just heard a story this week from a woman that I work with. She lost one of her siblings. Mm-hmm. And then um, her, they were still in another state, but the grandpa lived here in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And um, he said he answered his phone, and it sounded really far away, like the transmission was about to cut is how he described it. And it was his granddaughter's voice, and she said, Papa, I'm fine. I'm safe. I'm going to be okay. And then the phone went out. Mm-hmm. And then, then he found out that she died. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, I got I so got just, the gooseies on yeah, that. Yeah, just that right there and that's the only one I'm gonna share because I, I could just keep isn't going. That but beautiful, to it's beautiful. It's one it of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it shows the connection. Like there's so many people that I've talked to that whatever faith that they believe in, they're I feel like they're taught that there's some weird layer and disconnection between us. Like people aren't always around us. And I I can't live like that where I think there's a barrier between me and the skies, Mm -hmm. me and the heavens, me and the spiritual world, me and anything like that. I know that I believe that at one time based on, you know, hey, I saw this. No, you didn't. You know, kind of that theory of it. I'm like, wow, Earth's kind of boring, you know? (laughs) And then I'm like, actually, it's not. We just can't see a damn thing, right? Right? Or we do,
2: and we tell ourselves we're not.
1: Or we're programmed. I mean, there's plenty Mm -hmm. of reasons
2: So, what I think happens is your guide knows that you are going to suffer greatly and there's going to be a lot of trauma from this passing of this person. So, to avoid that and to make it a little easier for you to heal, you get this clarification or this message before and then when the passing happens, then the spirit uh, is, well, you get it before. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You get it before because your your guide knows that you're going to need that message. You're going to need that message because once you find out that person has passed, if you were to get a message after that, you would doubt it. Yeah. You would say, well, I knew. Right.
1: Yeah, I already know. So,
2: there, and there, and, and there also, the guide allows you to know that you have that gift. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of the time, it happens to people who it happens more than once. So, you might want to examine that.
1: I have a story. Tell it. Oh, you literally lined me up for it. Perfect. I was like, don't say it. Don't say it. But I've literally been playing the story in my head for like five minutes. So, I'm going to say it. So I know I've just been discussing the stories where you find out before and then you're like, oh, they're dead. Oh, you go back. Holy shit, I was talking to my past loved one. Okay, so the first person that died in my life where my parents had to go, you know, they're not on earth anymore. They're in heaven. They're with God. You're going to see them after you pass. That conversation was my great-grandma. So I still remember, like, going to my dad's for the weekend. I'm excited because you just act like it's vacation. And I walk in and immediately— you know, they don't, they don't come up to greet us like they usually do. And I'm between the ages, I don't don't know, I want to say like five and eight. I just remember like being really little. Um, And that's all I'm going to say, because I don't really know the exact age. Um, But my dad just like grabs my hand and you can just, he's just heavy, you know. And um, he's like, you know, great, great grandma passed away. She's not with us anymore. Trying to really like break apart the language to where we're not like scared of death where it's kind of like an uh, appreciation moment for the afterlife I think is kind of what they're doing so as a kid you're just like they're not here no more Right. You know, like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, and I was actually really close with her. Um, I think sometimes I would like run past my grandma to see her. Um, I don't know still to this day, like I don't have a lot of memories with her. I just know when she pops in my head, like she's mine and she's safe and she's home. I think that's one of the biggest things that I get from her memory. Um, but anyways, it was a couple weeks after her death. We lived with my mom during the weekend, and my dad's on the weekend, so um, that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, but we lived in a farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere, and um, my sisters, Bed and I, were split between a window. And, again, it's an old farmhouse, so you can just imagine, like, lifting up an old window, Mm -hmm. like how loud it is. You got, like, the paint falling off and creaks and and everything. House always creaked. I never was like, oh, there's ghosts in here. I'm like, it's an old farmhouse. So um, I went to sleep one night, and the windows were closed. And then I woke up in the middle of the night because the curtain was rubbing against my face. And I looked up and the window had opened. And when I looked in the curtain, it was my great grandma. It was her hair, the glasses and the outfit that we buried her in. And her hand was the curtain rubbing my face. And as I looked up at her and smiled, I wasn't scared. I was so happy to see her. And she let me know that there was an afterlife and she was safe. And she was kind of just like, I know I'm I know I'm the first one. You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm here, um, and I ran downstairs the next day and I told my dad and my stepmom, which I don't blame them at all. I've had plenty of conversations with them till then. And they're like, we didn't know, you know, <laughs> what do you say when your kid runs downstairs and she just saw your dead grandma? Like, <laughs> you know, like I was never hard on him, but as I was able to be more open with this stuff, um that that was my first one and I still am so grateful for it because I got it like two three weeks after she had died where maybe as a kid I was still processing her death but I didn't I was like where's she at you know why is her room packed so up can
0: we go to Florida and visit her yeah you know <laughs> yeah
1: what farm is she on right yeah so, so I thought that was probably one of I if I'm like where where did you begin I'm like when I was a child when I saw my grandma and then that other time i saw jesus but we'll get into that later
2: (laughs) well and see from my point of view hearing that story i mean as as interesting and loving and beautiful as it is what i'm hearing and fascinated by is the fact that she used the
1: curtain my favorite part of the story to
2: touch you and embrace you because she knew you know that her own energy would not be as comfortable as the softness of that curtain.
1: But that's also how I, I remember. I remember this. I remember mm-hmm. her just rubbing my face. Yes. I honestly, in my in my memory, I was the favorite. But I also have no memories of her interacting with any of the other kids. She, um, I still have blankets that I I got gifted. She didn't make them for all the grand girls. <laughs> like, I got the blankets. Um, so, that's my story. <laughs> yes. Well, I, so, I have a...
2: I was going to tell you, going back to the the man in in the window, um, in later years, in teenage years, uh, I I told my best friend, you know, um, about that, and at that point, still thinking that I really did have a a, a live flesh and bone uh, window peaker, mm-hmm. and she actually lived with us for a few months and. She got, she saw a man peeking in the window at her one time.
0: So maybe he was there.
2: I think, I think she just happened. I think it's the house, the house. There are houses that, that hold uh, an immense amount of uh, energy that can, allow these things and other dimensions to materialize for moments. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, you know, she herself, I do believe has a lot of psychic abilities that she won't embrace or admit because of her faith.
1: But mm-hmm. My great grandma was like that. Not the one that passed away. Well, I guess mm-hmm. it'd be like my mom's, my mom's grandma. Um, but when I, Started going back home and telling my mom all the things that were happening to me. Mm-hmm. She was one really excited, but we would like wait till everybody went to bed and she would just sit there and she'd be like, So you can see dead people? Like, what's that like? You know, she was just like really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Now I have to cut that whole sentence out. Mm-hmm. I just literally, I was like, Guys, where were we going with that?
3: <laughs>
1: Damn it. I don't so know. I do have a lot
2: of, I, I have a lot of, uh, Things, interesting stories that, that um, from my childhood and even from my adulthood that can give you the willy or the, or the <laughs> e, ee- ee- eebie And then there are um, stories of, of how professionally um, things that have come up that professionally I, I pick up. Um, uh, also, you know, I, I am certified in hypnosis And we talked about QHHT, which is uh, the the uh, name of the type of hypnosis that's being taught um, by Dolores Cannon's uh, daughter and the foundation, because Dolores Cannon is in spirit now. Um, Which the that hypnosis is where I would really like to take my hypnosis. I have the basic hypnosis training. I could do clinical hypnosis where, you know, for for anxiety and stop smoking and and, and stop 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 eating stop weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> some days, <it's> so <laughs> weight loss and and, and I can even go a little further with some other things. But what I really really wanted to want to do with my hypnosis and this is the reason why I don't offer in my practice right now is because um, I want to take it further. I I'm always whenever I have something that I'm going to do with a client, I want to be at my best. It to me, I this gift is not about going and, and getting the lottery numbers or going to the casino and being shown which, you know, machine is gonna win. I'm not gonna say that I haven't tried doing that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> everybody I'm has. But but it's <laughs> but when I'm talking about a client I know that that person has been sent to me by spirit, that there is something deeply that this person needs to know, either from spirit or, or about themselves. And I need to be at my very best for that. And one of the things that I, if I could tell anybody um, about psychics and healers, is that there it's, it's, it is a way of life. It is a life change. These people take their jobs seriously. They're, they, because they have to keep their vibration up, they have to change their the way they eat because they have food sensitivities now. They have severe health issues that come up. They um, have to, Learn different forms of meditation. They have to study all Energy of Energy management
1: things. is one of the biggest things that I've heard Absolutely. on my one on ones for my mini Absolutely. apprenticeship. I call Edgar it. Anchor Casey is a
2: very good example, mm-hmm. you know. And when you um, are used uh, a, a vessel for spirit to work through to help others, there is so much gratification and lifting. Of your own spirit that comes from that, that you don't want to stop doing that.
1: You don't. There's a high you want that you be can better. get where you're like, I don't need to sleep, I don't need to eat, I just just show me where to go. Right. And you're like, damn it, I'm a human. <laughs> I, have, I have a human body. Damn it. <laughs> yeah.
0: This flesh.
1: This
0: flesh. So, what would you say is your biggest lesson through everything you've been through? Right. What is the what's the lesson that has served you most?
1: Take one. <laughs> Under, <You're> right.
2: <laughs> understanding that this live for right now, peace, balance, um, all of that comes with in the moment. You need to learn to stay in this second, in this moment, in right now, what's around you and be thankful for all that you have and understand that you have everything you need in this moment. Um, And I don't care who you are or where you're at. You are at that moment exactly where you need to be. You're in the thoughts that you need to be in. That's why... We don't need to focus so much on being correct or being at that frequency or, or you know, am, am I, I mean, there's so many people that don't when you, live in ego. Well, yes, that's mm-hmm. a big part of it. But even, even if you've accomplished um, bypassing the ego or putting the ego aside, there are, there are times when you can overanalyze everything. Just live mm-hmm. Just live, be grateful. You have guides and angels all around you that are that never leave you. you're never alone. You are loved. Their whole I'm, purpose is like your growth and your success and mm-hmm. your alignment. Yes yeah. yes, they want that for you. We all come from that one light source, that one energy. In the beginning there was this ball of energy that we call God most commonly mm-hmm. and it started to question who am I what is my purpose okay and when that happened with physics and all of that people who are who study physics can break that up and tell you so much easier than I can but the most simplest form is for me to say it was a ball of light energy. And it started to say, it started to come to consciousness. I exist, what am I, who am I, What what is my purpose, what if. And with every time what if is, it is thought, then you create a new dimension, okay. Now you take that big ball of light consciousness and burst it, into millions and millions of little lights. Everything you see around you is part of that. We are part of that. Angels, uh, guides, spirits, rocks, trees, all of nature. We're all that. And we all come from the same place. We are all, yes, we are all God. How beautiful Mm -hmm. is that? and God is a creator, God is all-powerful, God is all-knowledge, we have access to all of that. We are, So I mean, we're, we're told we're made in, in God's likeness. Mm-hmm. Well, what that means is we are that same energy, okay? That's my truth. That's what I've been shown. That's what I've learned, and I have peace in that. Mm-hmm. When I look at you, I see younger versions of myself. I see things that I aspire or want to be. And that's the same when I look at you, Desiree. You are you are so many things that I would like to be able to see in myself that I don't. And and you know, could I go back in time and change some of those things? No, not now. But there's so many things and I could be here for hours and talking about it because it's one of my favorite subjects Mm -hmm. and it, and it's just so fascinating to hear your story and your story and, and to put all of our stories together. But the most important thing is that, and that I really want, and pardon me if I get teary because it's so beautiful that I finally in my life can reach moments of peace And I can reach them any time I really need them. And that is by going into this moment right now and understanding and allowing myself to know that I am never alone. That I have some of the most intense love around me all the time. And if you let yourself be loved, you'll feel it. You will not be alone. And things will become much clearer. They will be there. When you allow yourself to feel loved, you also allow yourself to open up and hear the help that they can give you. And everyone has that great ability because that's what you are to begin with.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You are that and you ha- you're having a physical experience. The biggest
1: takeaway that I, sorry to talk over you, but the biggest takeaway that I get from that, especially from a beginner standpoint, because when you hear everything that you just said, if anybody was listening and they're like, yes, like, I feel that, I feel that. But where do I start? I pick on myself even when I look in the mirror in the morning. Start with that. You have to start with that. You have to be like, I, like... I am a physical manifestation of love mm-hmm. and I just haven't been operating out of love because well, I've been operating out even, of fear. I've been operating out of all trauma.
0: Of my perceived imperfections yes. and shortcomings, mm-hmm. it is still perfection in yes. the way it is.
1: Yes. One of the things I love saying to myself is um, your flaws are actually your gifts. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Well,
1: just, and we
2: are just exactly like what I was describing. We have that consciousness every time we say, What if? Or what am I, or what am I going to do next? Every time you make a decision, you create another dimension or another aspect of you. There there is it's called the Matrix. Mm -hmm. The Matrix is so huge and so big, and yes, it's very much like the movie The Matrix. It's so In uh, Dolores' terms, convoluted. Mm -hmm. There's no way. I don't care how analytical you get. You will never be able to figure it all out. And why would you? What is the fun of knowing everything? Right. The more you know, the more you don't know. Right. That's why we're physical. We 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 became physical beings because God said, "What if? What if I was this?" What if I did this? How would I do that? Well, and then one of us was created, okay? So then you go from there. And, and look at all the different places you go. There's no such thing as time and space on the spiritual realm, in this, within the spiritual realm, on that spirit side, the only place we have that, the only dimension we have that in is this one right here right now. and that is why it's so heavy that's why we have all of these really raw emotions that we experience because we are in the lowest some of the lowest frequency of beings, and this is just coming through as I'm talking, so I'm sorry I, I have to go with it. But that is, that is one reason why we suffer so much is because we are in this life form that of the most learning. That's why you're here. That's why you suffer. Please don't blame God or spirit. Please don't blame yourself.
1: Or your neighbor. Everything the stoplight. Everything the you are going on through.
2: Is learning, learning for you, learning for others, but mostly it's your reality. You're learning something from every single from every single light in this room that we have in here, which there are many lights in there. <laughs> every one of those. <laughs> and if it's I was, beautiful. <laughs> if I was to sit here and focus on just one light and ask, "What does what do you mean to me?" I would get answers. Yeah. But are you going to listen? Do mm-hmm. you listen to it? Mm-hmm. Most people just question it into Most people just see it as like a light at a minute. It's
1: like picking all the pretty stuff off of a flower and then going, yeah. "Oh, you didn't even like sit there and appreciate it. You didn't or give maybe, yourself time to understand it. You or just, maybe like, you're one of
2: those people that each petal, as you was pulling it, you connected to it.
1: Well, if I was pulling petals, I was playing. He loves me, loves me not.
2: <laughs> but here's here's but that's a different way of looking at it. You and say it one way and I say it another and that's the beauty of you and I sharing this same
1: moment together. Mm-hmm. As we're learning from one another. I was another. fourth grade shy. I did that. I just want to make it known I'm not 30 years old pulling the shit out of some flowers. I mean, flowers. I'm he still, me. I'm still 30 years not. old
0: going, okay, how many leaves are there? Do I start with loves me or loves me not to get the end that I want? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. So
2: you're that analytical person that I was talking about. That, mm-hmm. you know, you there is a point where you can take it too far. Um, well,
1: you just kind of run the magic in it almost. Like, you're not getting... You're not getting what you want out of it. There's, a, take there's some, a quote it, I heard yesterday, it's like the person that always thinks is always stuck in a routine of thought. Therefore they're really not living. They're creating a false reality in their head and they're not in the present moment. And I was like Damn it. profound.
0: You have to fight that. Well and the and you don't fight it is how you fight it.
1: Well, it's kind of you know? like when you're driving home. Like, they always say, like, if you don't know what hypnosis feels like, do you remember just driving home from work today? And they're like, no, I remember pulling up my driveway. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is a form of hypnosis mm-hmm. that everyone does in their daily life, whether you're stuck in traffic, whatever you want. And just just to, just
2: to let you know, to get, to get out to those people with, it is my own personal belief that hypnosis is one of the greatest ways to heal yourself to learn about yourself to conquer um, things that you have been trying to conquer your whole life you can do that within a few sessions sometimes and sometimes it's just one session there is nothing that a hypnotist can make you do Mm -hmm. because it goes against free will, which is the biggest law in spirit.
1: Which is a really nice warning to actually put in there because if, if you come across any practitioner that is willing to mess with someone's free will, mm-hmm. you should probably not practice mm-hmm. with that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that, you're right, that's the number one rule. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't mess will. with someone's free will. That's, that's, you're going you're gonna to mess up so much stuff. That's the creator's law. Yeah. yeah, that's well, the creator's
0: law, and I really like that tip. That if okay, cut all that,
1: cut all that, cut all that, cut that out, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you have to say. That's the great thing about not being live. I'm just going to get a you, clicker and be like, <laughs> cut okay, that. but what you're going to say? Because we're like, cut this point. Right, my okay. point
0: is, I was getting to what is her tip. So you gave us a great tip, right? Yeah. So the what, one,
1: well, the person who's always trapped in thought. Is that what I was talking about? No. So
0: your tip was if you go to practice with someone and oh, they're yeah. trying to affect somebody's free will, yours or anybody else's well,
1: like love spells are a really good indicator. And I don't I don't want to take anything away from any other practices and just like act like I'm knowledgeable. In my opinion, is probably the best way that I should state that. Right. Is in my opinion from my research, if you come across someone that is taking advantage of the fact that you like miss somebody And you're like, oh, you, oh, you want that person back. You want them in your life. I can do a love spell for you. I can make them head over heels in love with you. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't know if anybody's seen that movie on Disney that that actually happens to a girl, but it didn't work out in her favor. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I'm just not a big believer in doing anything that could mess with anybody's free will. So Mm
3: -hmm.
1: again, that could lead into like making somebody else's practice. That's why they say anything you put out there, you get back to. Which I'm a big believer in too. Mm I just see a boomerang every time I leave, and I can get really mad at myself, even if I have like a down day. Because I'm like, do you know what you're putting out in the universe right now? And it's not necessarily like, do you know what's going to come back to you? And it's some self serving thing. It's like, do you know who you could affect improperly this day? Because
0: because you didn't check yourself. You
1: didn't check yourself before you wrecked yourself. Well, I don't want to <laughs> wreck myself, but I don't. I would like to say that I could choose joy every day, but I think I think that I don't even want to represent myself as that person who can just have that. Joyous freaking moment all the time because no, if f- I'm vibrating that high, I will have a purge day like and, and 48 hour span where you couldn't, you just couldn't get a hold of me. I just go into hermit mode.
0: Well, and I think that the focus there is choose joy. Yes. You apps, it's absolutely an action that takes effort. 100%. Right? And so, um, you can be there, but you're going to get those moments where you're just not choosing anything right now other than whatever. The physical well, world is throwing to you. And
2: I hate to be the the one that does that to you, but, but you know, there's always, there's so much talk about shadow and and negative energy and keeping all of that out and protection and everything. And I have to tell you, I think people focus way too much on protection.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's one of my biggest pet peeves. One of the biggest things I teach all my students is empowerment is what you want to focus on not protection because we are huge creators we come from a creator we are creators we manifest Mm -hmm. and anything you focus on anything you focus on you will manifest more of it Sometimes with Earth's energies and with retrograde, Mercury and retrograde, or just different retrogrades and moon energies and things that we're going through right now. We're in a huge cycle right now of retrograde where um, things just are are, like you come home and you've got multiple things breaking or things happening in your home. And the first response is to freak out and go, oh, God. Oh, yeah, now what am I gonna do? No, now this is breaking down. And you know, and then you start, you know, all you do is start this big snowball effect of energy of freaking out energy. You frustration. know, frustration. Yes, and and because you, you're
0: aligning yourself to yes, the freak out.
2: and you create, <laughs> you are creating that. So stop in that moment when Breathe. you realize everything's, you know, the walls are all caving in. Stop. Go back to what I was saying earlier. Take yourself into this moment right now. I have the people that I love with me. I have the people in spirit that love me, that are with me all the time. I'm never alone. I have everything I need right now in this moment. And I am thankful and I am loved and I am protected and I am empowered and I will not give in to this now. I am going to change this energy, and I am going to just say, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get through this. I've gotten through it in the past. It's just retrograde. It's not going to be as bad as it can be if I, you know, if I just mm-hmm. change it. And it's, and
1: watch it stop. Watch it calm down. Well, watch it stop. Just, for me, it's like how you can change your own feeling like we all know what it feels like to come and do a situation like that where you're like I don't want to deal with this today I just got home from work this isn't what I want to do you feel how tight and pissed your body is what you just made your body do and in that moment in time you have two choices yeah and then after you gave yourself that relief with obviously the help and the connection but just the feeling of calmness that comes over you when you thought you were about to hit the edge and that's the empowering moment that I love. I keep hearing like, stop dropping gratitude because that's all <laughs> like nice. I just kept yeah. I I try to, like, come up with a cute little rap or something in my head yeah. so I can bring it up later. But that's basically what you were saying is in this moment when you're about to be even unappreciative or triggered by the situation, you're like, this is what's going on yeah. right now. This is what I have. This is what I have around me. I'm and not don't alone. Wait.
2: Don't wait for it to be. Don't wait to be triggered don't wait you know you don't have to wait for that stop several times a day and do that yeah I mean go outside and just sit thank you for and the let sun yourself today yeah thank
1: focus you so on much. things
2: listen to all the different insects look at the green on the trees mm-hmm. I' driving over here with the rain and everything you know I was think I started out with my thought process being you know I used to love the rain the rain you know but now it just seems like the rain can bring you down but yet i love the rain i don't know what it is i'm so tired when it
1: rains you know but but well, it, you know I think but, that's but then the there's the beauty in it it makes everybody stop
2: but for I, me but but i think that that um with the rain, the rain, because it makes me tired, there are times when I embrace the rain. Mm-hmm. So then I start to, in that way of thinking, I start, started changing. It started, I started going and seeing and understanding the difference in, in, in just rain. And then I started, you know, I I, I switched. I felt myself switch to that spiritual site, mm-hmm. which everybody has this ability to do if they don't know they're doing it. And then they go back and forth, mm-hmm. and they miss it. Mm-hmm. But I switched to the colors of the trees. Because of the rain, we have all this beautiful foliage out there, the most incredible greens. And if I'd have stayed in that that thought of, oh, I get so sleepy when it rains, and I hadn't gone, I would have missed that beautiful, radiant colors of green that were – that lifted my frequency up and actually woke me up Mm -hmm. and made me not be so sleepy. Uh, There's so much that that there's, yes, there's so much that we miss because we let our consciousness just get away with it. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to thank you guys for letting me come. I want to thank you for giving me a, a platform to talk and for being interested.
1: Oh, because yes. I've
2: spent my life where where I couldn't talk about spirit, I couldn't talk about the different things. Um, of course, you know, I mean, nobody ever wants to stop talking about the fun subjects and mm-hmm. things. Um, but I I I I have this business that I've started, and I'm I'm really a kind of a modest person. I'm not a business person, so I I don't do a lot of plugs, but there. This is the time for everybody to come out of their homes, to get used to being around people and being a community and appreciating one another and seeing the beauty, the love, the differences, uh, the beauty and love in differences. Being a community can be a, a beautiful thing. Children have been raised by communities, um, the the um, the hungry have been fed, those in need have been helped by the love that we have for humanity and the love we have for each other. And there's so much out there right now that is stirring the triggers and the fires within us. And we are in a great lesson right now. This is a very important time. No, one like has never existed before and we are being observed by all realms all beings all universes we are part of this right now and we are judging ourselves believe it or not by the kind of person that we are leading ourselves to be in this moment in time right now are you going to be one of those people that allows yourself to be a victim? Are you going to be triggered? Are you going to allow yourself to be triggered? Are you going to lash out at somebody because they don't agree like you do? Because they don't think like you do? You, you really need to observe who you are and how you're behaving. And, and are you, you may be a very spiritual person, but you're still learning you still have things to learn and you need to be observant of what you're doing to yourself right now. I, I really feel, and I'm told constantly by spirit that it's time to come out of your home. There was a time that they designed, which that's part of what COVID's about. Why COVID happened was so that we could reach in and learn about ourselves and get ready for this time, for this transition that we're going through. It's very crucial that you understand and observe everything you're going through, all the things, how you're treating others. Try to see the beauty. Whenever you feel triggered, try to see the beauty in the person that's triggering you. Okay? We're, we need to learn these things about ourselves. We cannot hurt each other. Kill each other. We can't continue to be triggered and cancel everything that triggers you. We learn from triggers. We learn how to be, um, how to feel, and how to be, um, uh, how to treat others. I mean, that's you're learning empathy from triggers, right? I just really, really. If I could if I could reach out into inside of people ask yourself what can I do how can I change what do I need to change if you need to change if you're one of those people that you understand this part and you've made those changes then you're somebody who needs to focus on the the collective energy and raising that and doing that that meditation that kind of work which I won't explain because if you're that person you'll know and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about you need to get out there and you need to help people interact and get over this alone time okay it's time time not to be alone come out and be with people and get out of that fear because fear never works. Fear doesn't do anything for you. Stop being protected. Stop looking for protection. Empower yourself and use protection around your empowerment so that you keep it. That's what protection is for. That's healthy protection. So if I have said anything today, I hope that it has been to love yourself let yourself be loved and love others and be at peace in that's the a, moment.
1: That's a beautiful, beautiful wrap-up. Yeah. I really, really enjoy that. Yeah.
0: And, I, and we want to thank you for coming here today, sharing your gifts, sharing your voice, sharing your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, because it not only helps us as we hear it, but it's going to help others when they hear
2: it. Well, I give all the, the, all the praise to spirit because I'm
1: nothing without them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you. And again, you have Enlightened Butterfly Wellness, and then you also have the Psychics and Healers Facebook page as well. Yes, I host
2: Psychic and Healers. And what what that is about is Psychics and Healers are the people who want to use my facility, want to use uh, that space, that sacred space to do the work that uh, they are so blessed and called to do.
1: Yeah. So please go check out that Facebook page. If anybody wants to go ahead and let us know how they like this episode, feel free to comment on the website. We also have an email that's going to be in the description notes and we will have all of Krista's business information for any of her services. If anybody would either like to be hosted or, you know, just go and get you some sound healing because uh, five stars highly recommend Krista for sure. Thank both, you. both Desiree and I think that, but thank if you're you. pregnant, go to her, she <laughs> will change your morning sickness life. But uh, thank you so much for listening. And we really look forward to just providing a safe space for everyone. So Krista, again, thank you so much for sharing with us.
2: Thank you. I uh, just, the one thing I'd like to add is for um, everybody if you have experiences with uh, psychics or healers it's so important to let other people know to give them reviews to let get back and give feedback to those psychics and healers because yes we do doubt ourselves mm-hmm. we do fight that yeah. so uh, let us know thank you all thank you and, and I and I pray peace is with everyone. Right. Thank you so much.
3: I'm burning up. I'm coming down like an asteroid crashing into a.